listening to a Sharesies podcast. I don't think there's anything more surprising to me than the complete turnaround in immigration. Um, how to, to what you know? Do you think that we are seeing pent up demand that's going to sort of uh, ease off a little bit in the next few months, or is or is this are we back to where we were pre pre COVID, which is basically importing large numbers of people to make up for the fact that that uh, people who started off in New Zealand are tending to want to leave? Well, and this is the thing. I mean, we always have a brain drain, right? It's just that normally that brain drain is more than counted for. It does by seem to, to me that we've forgotten that we have always had a brain drain. Oh, it's, an, com- it's like it's a new phenomenon. It's completely. Not. And, and well, I think it's also a sort of thing when you have you know those numbers of arrivals coming in that, that go back to very low levels. Um, we saw the the number of New Zealand of people departing from New Zealand as migrants got back to normal, if you will, quite quickly. And so I think mm. the feeling was, why aren't we seeing internationals do the same? And now now we have just with a big delayed effect. Um, I think as well though that the whipsawing there sort of makes it difficult for businesses to plan. I think that's why you've got a lot more businesses that are, are cautious about the outlook. Yes, you've got high levels of net inward migration at the moment, but like you say, how long will that persist? Because the longer it persists, the more people that are coming into the economy that get to spend, that's good for general demand across all sorts of sectors, um, but also adds, of course, to supply. So if you're in a business that's being supply constrained and you're investing in that business, then maybe more people means actually more ability to do stuff. Um, but, and, and here's the rub, if, as I talked about before, job ads are starting to pull back and those hiring intentions are pulling back, people don't fly into New Zealand by the plane load, step off the plane and go, gosh, maybe I should get a job now. Most of them have got something lined up. Most of them have to for their visa conditions have something lined up. And so I think what you might see towards the second half of this year is less of those visas being approved, less of them being applied for because businesses don't need quite as many people. And that could see that net migration figure sort of pull back as sharply as it's gone up. That would still bring a lot more people people into the country uh, and sort of see a big shift again from negative 20,000 more people leaving the country but I think in general it is one of those things where uh, on the economic side it adds to both supply and demand so it probably adds a little bit more to the latent levels of how much spending might be going on uh, but also for some sectors gives them a lot more skills to do stuff with. Yes as as Adrian also memorably put it that we're tightening our belts but there are more belts. Correct. Uh, I think it's interesting as well where that sort of focus is coming from. You see a a much greater level of uh, migration on the likes of the construction side and we were just talking about infrastructure um, also on the likes of health and hospitality so those areas that again have probably a little bit more uh, supply coming into them after a time when they have been constrained and there has been difficulties so I think interesting to see how the sort of sector by sector industry by industry dynamic plays out as well. We're in a troubled world we're in a, in a, a, a mild recession in New Zealand a lot of things for, for the uh, retail investor to, to try to navigate by comparison with the relative sort of endless bull market of the mid 2010s if there was a, a, a one takeaway for for that person for that person who's thinking about where do I put my money what is it from what we discussed today? I think a big one is is you can focus a lot on on sentiment and expectation and and, and similar, but actually looking at how people are responding and, and real time or as close to is important. So the likes of that sort of uh, looking at what consumers are doing day to day, what are they buying or what aren't they buying? Uh, what are businesses willing to invest in? You know who is raising capital, who is not? Who's willing to go out to the market with good results and and who is not? I think gives you a, a much clearer steer now um, than sort of a lot of the other broad. Order, 
economic trends. I mean, balance of payments and, and, and the trade deficit and similar um, might well be interesting, but I think for day-to-day investors, when they're thinking about where they're putting their money, they're going to want to understand where is that potential for the business that I'm looking to invest in, you know, are, are there particular trends or industries, and increasingly you are starting to see that come through. Where are put, people putting their money? Because there's a lot of talk that goes on, but if you're willing to put your money behind it, that seems to be a stronger trend at the moment. So stop guessing, start watching. Basically. <laughs>